Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that can kill you. Like getting hit in the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> well, it probably would kill you. Yeah, I don't want At to least wa- give you a bad know, headache. It's so delightful to me. Yeah. Or blood-sucking leeches. Ugh. Or a sandstorm. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like a condescending pickleball player. Or raging moms. Hmm. Don't oh. know about it. <laughs> <laughs> or a brutal firing. Hmm. <laughs> Did you forget how we do the rest? I forgot what the show was all about. Oh, boy. You know what might help jog my memory? The theme song? There you have it. Yes. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna Hello, welcome. Merry post Christmas. It's the day after Christmas as we're recording this. Still holidays. It is still holidays because the stations are still playing the music. I can tolerate it until New Year's, I think. Yeah. Well, did you have a nice Christmas? Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, no. That was very. I waited. I, yeah, it was pretty good. We had a couple rough days oh, behaviorally with the children. The children. Yes. The children got a room every goddamn holiday, don't they? We, well, you know what? We had to. Um, we had to commit give them. some punishments. <laughs> we had to commit, commit them. them. We had to take away some screen time. <laughs> and I like. I got kind of mean. Hmm. I did. Grinchy. I got kind of grinchy. I. I got like I don't know. I don't know if it was my mom coming out of me or my brother. It was like a mixture of both of them uh-huh. where I did a lot of pointing uh-huh. and with, threatening. With, with the Virginia Slim in your fingers? I, I, it was oh, like I had God. one. A vantage menthol 100 <laughs> in one hand, a long cigarette and a cold can of Pepsi in the other. But we were on a walk. I was walking ahead and mm-hmm. I was like, I had the dog and every time she pulled, I was like, you stop it. You know, like between my teeth. Uh-huh. And I turned to Alex 
this isn't going to make me look good, by the way. This story is not going to make me look good. And I said, if you think things are hard right now, you have no idea the fury I can rain upon this family. Did you really? (laughs) Yeah. Are you like from Ma? From where? Ma? Wasn't that movie? White? Is that? Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. And I said, are you some scary bitch ass mom? I was, yeah. Okay. And she just like got real quiet. And I said, I can make things really hard for you and your brother. Whoa. I said, I will take away both of the devices and you will never see them again. Okay. And I said, you two better get your shit together. Good. Get it together now. And then I like stormed off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that wasn't, that's not, (laughs) that's not how you teach kids how to Subtle conflicts. It's like, well, you can't be perfect in every moment. I'm and, certainly and, not. And also, it's okay for them to see you as a human being. It took me a long time to realize that. I know, but like, it was insane. I was being insane, and then <laughs> I wasn't done. So then I'm still like raging. I'm like raging inside. I'm so mad. But this is. Did they set fire to the Christmas tree or something? It was like you don't have to tell us if you don't want to. But they were. They got in a physical fight. Oh, whoa! And like. He, like, hit her. She bit him. Whoa. Like, they're 11. There's no... Come on, guys. Come on, people. (laughs) And I think I get so... I don't want I don't want to use the word triggered, but I get so upset when they do this. For one, like it brings up a lot of stuff yes. from my past of violence in my home. Right. I don't know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. I definitely need to read some parenting, more parenting books on like how do you teach siblings how to have a good relationship? Yeah. And I never know how to ha- manage the conflict. And then I get really upset mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get them to sort of work it out. But then they're just like, he did this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Shut up. You know, and it's Mm -hmm. sort of like trying to calm them down. I'm always like, guys, you know, we need to calm down. And then I get mad. Anyway, I'm rambling. But so then we all catch up. We're on the walk still. And I go, Alex, I want you and your brother to walk together. And I want you to tell him what I said to you. Okay. You tell him. Uh-huh. Tell him what I said because he needs to know. And Benji's just like, his face turns like white. And then I storm off. I go, I don't want anyone to walk with me right now. <laughs> Sally, you're on your own. <laughs> well, Sven was there. He's, he's got the dog now. And then later, um, she never did because she was, I think, too afraid to speak. Okay. So then later at like dinner, Benji goes, Mom, what was it that you said? Uh-huh. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, to Alex. I go, why? He goes, oh, I thought you told her me and dad are getting divorced (gasps) because you guys are so bad. We don't want to live with the two of you. (laughs) Like he thought I was so mad at them that I was we were going to get divorced just so that I didn't have to live with the two of them together. Wow. Does he think you're going to each keep one? Yes. yes he's got, they're yeah. going to parent trap it. He goes, and just so you know, <laughs> I'm going to live with dad. He oh, said, oh. Yeah. Wait, he said that? Yeah. He goes, because he controls the screen time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't upset that you might be getting divorced. He I, was just he wanted was just you to matter know. just matter of fact. Okay. Interesting. I go, well, I go, well, hey, guess what? You're not going to get your wish. Dad and I are not getting divorced. The the bad news is I'm staying. <laughs> and I'm going to make it terrible. You're stuck with me. 
Oh my god! Your mom, who's gotten a lot angrier lately, was this yesterday on Christmas Day? It was Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christmas Eve at my house. Did they? Did they shape up? They did. They okay. did. So they did. Maybe you needed to do this once. I think so. Because um, if you did it all the time, it would just be empty threats. But you do it once. Once get it, a little scary. You know, it's like every three months or so. I get oh that often. I don't know how often it you is. get psychotic. I get a little. I get. It's not that I get. I'm not like a person who really. I don't yell a lot. I'm not. I mean, once in a while, it's more that I get like real quiet. Yeah, and then scary. I say scary things. Right. Like real low. Wow. And and then it comes out, and I'm like, oh, you are terrifying. <laughs> and I think it is how my mom was. You know, she she was very mm. much like you do not fuck with me because I will destroy you. Like my mom was like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. And she's still like that. With you? No, no, no. But you like in in her way. The mailman? I don't I mean her husband. I don't know. Uh-huh. Everyone. Wow. You don't mess with her. Okay. She's tough. So is it is it one of these things like you don't even believe what's coming out of your mouth as you're saying it? Kind of. Like you can't believe that you've gone to this place yes. but it's coming so naturally you can't stop. I it's like a gift. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like who knew? Yeah. I, the voice of God is speaking through it feel, me. It does feel like I'm possessed a little bit. Right. Like how, how musicians say, "Oh, the song just comes to them. It's just a message <laughs> yeah. from God." I it, wish that was. Like, I yeah. had that. I wish it was songwriting. Right. Like, no, it's just I'm the Taylor Swift of uh, verbally threatening, threatening my kids. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad they shaped up at least. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> and then they're home for another week or two uh, weeks. Two weeks of two of weeks. me with the kids. How was your Christmas, Garon? I don't think I can top that. No. <clears throat> I mean, I, I was basically sick this entire time. Oh, you were? Time we've been oh, gone. no. Yeah. no. I, well, we I had the norovirus or food poisoning yeah. or whatever it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it, like the puking and everything stopped, but I was nauseous this entire, oh, like no. yesterday was the first day it, it away did you have I think can you I had ask, what I had can you had it both ways or just puking oh no I had it both ways oh, it was not in the fun me. way it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was not good it was the, I've oh, never man. It, it literally felt like a demon was reaching into my guts trying to find the first meal I ever had that is how <laughs> horrific it was there's Gerber's grommeting call back oh yeah <laughs> I lived every experience that someone is supposed to have in front of a toilet in one day. Like I was on the ground in a ball. I was holding oh the toilet. I was, it was pressing your cheek yes. against the floor. Oh, yes. Oh, you poisoned. It was terrible. Yeah. Oh, here's my phone. Oh, no. Yeah. And then I'm dealing with Dexter still. So. Oh, poor Dexter. Yeah, so Dexter. He's doing good. It's just that his medicine makes, makes him, him have to go to the bathroom a lot. I see. So you're up all night. Yeah, and usually he makes it through the night. And last night he was like, "You know what? You have two shows to do tomorrow, so I'm gonna piss every five minutes, yeah. and you're gonna like it." And it so was, how does he get you up? Does he just he walks to my door and jumps on the door? Oh, so and you like, boom, boom. do you or do you not have roommates at this moment? I do have a roommate. Yeah. Okay. I can't count on them. I know. I know. It's not. Wake it's up not. at three thirty. I know. I want you to <laughs> take my dog. Journal this night when you get home today. Well, you'll be too tired today. Tomorrow, journal the whole night. And then if you're ever like, I think I would like to have a baby. Yeah. Oh, you I can don't... go back and read that journal. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know. And it can uh. remind you of like 
what the first yeah getting up every hour and a half. 11 years 11 <laughs> yeah you're hoping it changes right now right yeah yeah as soon as the clock strikes january 1st the kids are gonna be ship shape totally everything's gonna get. how was yours it was nice yeah um yeah we you know just the three of us and then uh, we did our thing. We we went to McDonald's as nice. I told you we would. Got your egg McMuffin. I got my no egg McMuffin, meat. no meat, and my um, hash brown. Nice. And I got an iced coffee and um, had about I'm going to say one eighth of it. Okay. And was buzzing. Nice. Buzzing. They know their caffeine. They know their caffeine. I wasn't going to ask for a half calf at McDonald's. Like I knew I'd be pressing my luck. Yeah, yeah. I already, you know, said no sugar and no cream mm-hmm. and that you know sort of blew their minds they were like so wait i don't understand this right. is pre-made right what are you doing to i know because i was bringing it home i was gonna have my own stuff you yes know? so uh, i didn't want to you know upset the cart too much so um i had some this morning it'll last me a few more days like it's so <laughs> i just can't just drink that thimble yes and then i added flying. more almond milk to it because i'm like i can't i can't risk flying out of this uh house and then, um, and then we all, of course, we opened our gifts first, and uh, it was fun. It was lovely. And then um, my book came on Kindle, that not Kindle, uh, Libby, that I wanted to read. So I started reading. I watched an episode of uh, uh, The Curse. You know, all very Christmassy things. I love it. And then we took my dad to like a very very early dinner, late lunch, at a nice restaurant. And that was about it. It yeah. sounds nice. Yeah. Oh, I will just say this quickly. Yes. Because this was just cute. We went to see um, Wonka. And um, the best part of the movie was mm-hmm. that there was a little boy sitting next to me. Yeah. A five-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Who Jimmy and Oliver sat down first. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was in the bathroom. I guess. <laughs> what could I have been doing? What, you? And I came. And the, and Jimmy said, you have a, you have a nice little... Uh, seat partner there and I was like oh okay and he, apparently he had turned to Oliver and said hi you know and just started <laughs> mm-hmm. talking was like the sweetest thing yeah and um he just started talking to me as yeah. soon as and I was you know just trying to chill out with him talk yeah his dad was so cute it was like a, I don't know if he was a single dad but it was just him and his dad at the movie and his dad was like trying to like you know keep him quiet but he was just one of those kids who has no volume control yeah. And when the pre- like even before the preview started, like the commercials or whatever it is before the movie, before the previews, he goes, "Is this the chocolate movie?" <laughs> <laughs> it was so stinking cute. And then like you know some dumb ad, you know ad for a kids movie would come up, yeah, and it would be like a fart joke or something, and he would just laugh hysterically and oh, just God. go, "That was so funny," you know, just turned to me and st- and it was the cutest thing. And oh my God. I did not mind the movie being interrupted. Um, and uh, he yeah. was just helping it. Yeah, it was so cute. And then afterwards, I asked him his name. His name is Luke, and uh, we've all just been talking about Luke. Oh, Luke! Is that the Luke. chocolate movie? Is that the chocolate movie? You don't hear that name very much anymore in the youth. Mm. I don't think Luke. Luke. I think it's probably no. It's pretty popular. Luke and Lorelai. Laura. Luke and Laura? Laura. Luke and Laura. Lucas. You know, I think it's short for Lucas. No, I know. I thought his name was. Lu- I thought it was Luke and Lorelai also, but. No, in General Hospital? It's no, Luke no, and Laura. In, in Gilmore Girls. Oh, I didn't ever watch Gilmore uh, Girls. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. I didn't either. I thought there was some sort of Star Wars. Um, uh, no, I think I just went a on general a general hospital thing happening. Uh, that I, I, I think I lost 
function in my brain. He lost time. Stuck on something. I don't know. (laughs) All right. So this today's topic is uh, dedicated to Luke, (laughs) 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 who is going to tell his mom this was a really good movie. Yes, he will. He's still talking about it. Yeah. He's going to tell her the entire plot. Oh my God. What's happening? What (laughs) the the mom disappeared. Like it was just like a thing, and you know it was like a memory, Mm -hmm. and then so. The person's not there. She disappeared. You know, just like not understanding at all what's happening. What if he spent the whole movie saying that Timothy Chalamet will never compare to Gene Wilder? This is derivative and not worthy of the first movie. I understand what they're going for, and yet I don't really know why it's happening. Did you watch it? Did you see it? I have not seen it yet. My kids saw it. Oh, without you. Yeah, I dropped him off and went and ran errands. I was like, no thanks. Do they see it by themselves? Yeah. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Did they like it? They loved it. Oh, okay. Benji was like, it was a musical, though. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, they hide that. They're, they're getting a little shifty with their musical. So that's a whole thing now, is that apparently people don't like musicals, so they're hiding the fact that all these movies are musicals, to which I say, and everyone else says, so you're trying to trick people into, I don't understand, if they don't like musicals, then they're not going to like it. Yeah. And why are you making musicals if not enough people like them? What was your tweet about Mean Girls? The the note in the A is doing an awful lot of work or something? Was that- <laughs> Yeah. What what did I so Oh, funny. because people were saying that oh, Mean Girls is it's a musical, it's yeah. not being advertised as a musical. But there's a <laughs> slight a little note. A note. A. That's how they're gonna yeah, secretly to indicate tell you. exactly. And also, is Regina George the star of it? Because that's all I see in all the ads is just the mean girl, not yeah. the lead character. In every single ad, I it's bizarre. Anyway, okay. For Luke. For Luke. <laughs> How to survive a brutal sandstorm. Oh, Luke Ooh, needs to know this. He does. A sandstorm is a strong wind carrying a cloud of sand. sand st- sandstorms form when strong winds pick up sand and dirt from dry and bare landscapes and move through the air. Sandstorms most often occur in arid and semi-arid regions and on, not Tatooine. Tatooine's the ice that planet. Is, that's or is, Hoth. Tatooine oh, so is I did it. I did planet. it. I got the right one. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Giving the nerds boners. Woo! Since 1983. <laughs> no, maybe a little after that. Okay. According to WMO, we could interpret this phenomenon as a windstorm. That uh, Oh, a sandstorm is a windstorm. Okay. Um. That lifts a large amount of sand to the minimum height of 1.8 meters from bare, dry soils into the atmosphere. So that's how many feet? Oh, shit. I did it again, <laughs> didn't I? I fucking did it again. Did you get this from Canada Internet? Did I? I don't I don't think so. But some things are just measured. And you know how we have, for some reason, some things in meters and some things in... I don't know. Does it say sandstorm.a? No. What? What is the sandstorm.a? A? Canada? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> the look on his face was so expectant. I know. Like I was going to lose it over that, but I just didn't get it. Now I get it. All right. Uh, Starbucks coffee, ladies and gentlemen. A sandstorm can be caused by cyclones as well as by thunderstorms. During the storm, which usually lasts from a few minutes to an hour, sand can be lifted up to 10 kilometers in height, whatever that means. These strong winds can transport the sands up to thousands of kilometers away. Wow. So bigger than uh, meters. Yes. <laughs> While many people equate sandstorms with dust storms, they are not the same. Because sand isn't dust. Right. 
Sand particles are heavier than dust, and they do not fly as far or fall faster than light dust. Sandstorms require very high winds and can be very dangerous. Yeah, because you could get buried in it, right? Um, in the sand. I never actually found out about being buried. It's more about injured. That happens in The English Patient. Remember that? I don't. They I get, remember there was a lot of sand they in that get, movie. They get like in a sandstorm in the throat. They're in a cave or something, right? Well, they are eventually, but like they're out in the desert and then the sand comes and it like fills up cars that they're in and the cars oh. go on their sides and it's like it goes up to like their necks. Oh, wow. It's, I gotta watch that movie again. People really didn't like it, but I love it. People didn't like it? They hated English Patient. But wasn't it like a big Oscar movie? It's a big epic sort of David Lean type and of film. Didn't it's like, beautiful I, and I don't know, it has a big love story in it. And Kristen, what's her name? Chris, Kristen Scott Thomas from yeah. Slow Horses and she's beautiful in it. Yeah, she's and Julia Binoche is in it and she's oh my God. beautiful and in it. Is it fa- Fines? Ray Fines. Yeah. But now when I watch it, I'm like, why is she cheating on her husband? Her husband's Colin Firth. <laughs> Oh, is that the premise? I don't. Even, I don't remember one thing she about it except an, for sand. She has an affair. Kristen Scott Thomas has an affair with Ray Fiennes, mm. and her husband is Colin Firth. They're like cartographers. They're going out and doing maps right. during the war. And who's the other guy in it? The guy who you know is um, like sexy, ugly. Um, he's got a lot. Tom of... Tom Poston. <laughs> he's got a lot of. <laughs> He's got a lot of lines in his face. He was a bad guy in a Spider-Man movie. James Franco's oh, dad. Oh, uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem yeah. Dafoe. He's a lot younger, but like he plays kind of a... Yeah, he is ugly sexy. I get what you're right? saying. Yeah, He's yeah, younger yeah. and like he plays a sort of, not a bad guy, but kind of a bad guy. Anyway, I think it's worth a rewatch. I will rewatch that. That's a good idea. Okay, okay. sorry. Sandstorms. All right. The dangers... Whoa. The danger of sandstorms is in the reduced visibility and the particles. Mm. Due to the storm, visibility can go down to absolute zero, which makes any movement during the event difficult. Sand particles can also be dangerous not only for human eyes, yuck, respiratory organs, and the rest of the body, but also, this was interesting, for machine engines and other mechanical uh, particles and other mechanical machines. Yeah, think about if you're in a small plane. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. I was it thinking would, about farm equipment and stuff. But, yeah. Because yeah. you could just crash. Right. Like, if, if it goes up high in the air. Yeah. I'm not going to I don't think a plane would go 1.5 meters in the air. I think it'd probably be a little <laughs> higher than that. But but motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Maybe cars, don't ride a motorcycle. Farm equipment. Yeah. Would you get on a motorcycle, Daniela? I've been on a motorcycle. I mean, not not... I wasn't driving it. Mm-hmm. I've been on the back of a motorcycle. Yeah, I think I, if I thought the person was, oh, that's a really good question. Would I do it now? You and Jimmy are going to Cairo. Sure. And he wants to get a motorcycle and go across the desert. Sure. You're going to do it? Yeah, if you fall in sand, you'll be fine. What if there's a sandstorm, though, and you're dead? Mm. About, I think you should do it. I think I'll do it. Because life is short. Why not? Yeah. Have adventures. Life is short, and so am I. Oh, my God. What? Look at that. That's a bumper sticker. We should get that T-shirt for you. I had this condescending guy, which is almost all the guys. That's not true. Um, during pickleball the other day, who said, I hit a shot that was over mm-hmm. my head. And I made it. Yeah. And then the other person hit it. And then he, my partner, missed okay. the next shot. Yeah. So his point was, I shouldn't have hit it because it would have been going out. 
Oh, so okay. it was my fault because like I shouldn't have taken on it, which is fine. Except he goes, you know, usually if you have to reach that high for it, it's going out. And I said, well, I have to reach for all of them mm-hmm. because I'm short. So that's not really a good indicator. Yeah. Ha, fuck you. Got you, buddy. Got you, asshole. Showed you, mother f- scratcher. Um, let me tell you some. Sometime uh, remind me about the guy who talks like this. Who uh, I don't wear cotton. That guy? Yeah. I don't wear cotton. Uh, it gets wet when you're exercising. So I only wear, uh, yeah, 100% non-cotton. Uh, even my <laughs> socks are not cotton. Um, they cost $27, but if they get a hole in them, you can get them, uh, you can get them replaced. <laughs> Is he okay? He's okay. Yeah. He's just, I, I, finally, <laughs> I finally put my finger on it. He's humorless. Yeah. That's what it is. He's humorless. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He's, he's pleasant enough. He'll sure. engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. But he, he talks like you're not part of the conversation, sort of. I guess that doesn't mean he's a nice guy. He's fine. He, yes. he, he's, I mean, he, he's not like he doesn't ask questions. But, you know, he just kind of, and he is like the head of security for like a bunch of sports menus or something. <sighs> and, uh, yeah, he talks like this. And, um. Let me tell you, Danielle, I went to Japan and uh, you can get, you know, $3, uh, you know, cow's tongue there and uh, or whatever. Okay. He's That's a character. Every character you've done. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it sounds exactly like him. That's how he talks. Like, it's crazy. Where do sandstorms occur? Sandstorms happen in dry climates with loose and dry sand particles. You will find that most sandstorms occur across the Middle East and North Africa, but that doesn't mean they are unique to that area. It would still be best to learn how to survive a sandstorm, even if you don't live in those locations. Yeah, because what if you're in Palm Springs? Sure. Oh, guess who lives in Palm Springs? Mm, Bob Hope's ghost? Gary Oldman. Really? Yeah. That was the last person I would have ever guessed. Well, he does. You know how I found out? How? Because I was walking in here one day and I was like, is that Gary Oldman walking a poodle? In here? In the office? I was walking in here and I saw a guy... He was walking his poodle. Yeah. Well, he's waiting for his poodle to do its business. Like okay. a little dog. Like a, not a big poodle. Like one of those little white dogs that mm-hmm. always look like their faces are dirty and covered with grease. And he was leaned over, leaning over. And I thought, gosh, I think that's Gary Oldman. He could live in this neighborhood. Sure. Probably doesn't. But like, maybe it is. Yeah. And so then I never found out if it was Gary Oldman because mm-hmm. I got distracted by a guy who had a golden retriever puppy in his car and uh-huh the, and what character actor was that tim roth it you know what <laughs> it looked like that blonde guy from 30 something uh the blonde guy the guy with the curly hair i don't know he was handsome I, oh then no not him uh he was i a, can't remember a blonde guy from 30 he was something. a handsome blonde guy on 30 something okay and you would know him if you saw him okay but at that point in time from 30 something like he had an age so I knew right. it wasn't him right. but I was like and their their license plate was like love goldens and I was like mm. they're like professional golden people oh okay so anyway I never got to find out if it was Gary Oldman so then I had to google Gary Oldman find Where does out he live find out everything about him and his marriages and his children mm-hmm. and um now I know everything so you can quiz me but also he he's now in Palm Springs with his wife that's where they've retired that's so interesting yes that guy okay let me see Peter Horton. Peter Horton. Peter Horton. Oh, okay. Was he married to Michelle Pfeiffer? Peter Horton? No. The guy who was married to Michelle Pfeiffer was that rather unattractive man who... Parker. Par- Parker. Parker. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. He, yes. Also Stevenson. David Kelly, but before... Parker Stevenson? 
See, that's what I thought his name was. He was with Kirstie Alley for a while. No, see, that's two different people. Oh. Okay, this is funny you say that because he's on Succession, this guy I'm talking yes, about. Yes, greasy I, hair back. And I said to Oliver, believe it or not, that guy was married to Michelle yes, Pfeiffer. Yes, And then I couldn't think of his name, and I was thinking his name was Parker Stevenson, but realized Parker Stevenson was one of the Hardy Boys yes. who was married to Kirstie Alley. Not that guy, but it's something similar that makes you think of Parker Stevenson, and Garen will tell us his name. Yes, because remember, I thought they were brothers. Right, and they don't, exactly, thought they were brothers and they don't have the same last name. Does the name Peter Horton sound familiar? Yeah, that's what you just said. That's him. He's the guy that was with Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, well that's not who I'm talking about. I did not realize she was with Peter Horton So I was right. But she was, They were about that, about Peter Horton and Michelle Pfeiffer being together. Yeah, Yeah. I guess you were, yeah. I didn't know. I I did. I didn't know. But we were both right about her also being What's his face? Yeah. Oh my God. Digressions much. Uh, how do sandstorms laugh? Okay. Oh wait, I didn't finish. Hold on a second. So they can also happen in the United States. Flat, dry, and sandy states are prone to sandstorms such as Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona. Doesn't mention California. Hmm. I'm left out right now. How long do sandstorms last? What? Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Oh, God. But yes. that's really weird that that would happen twice in one week with the same exact person. Twice in one week? What? That I called Fisher Stevens oh. Parker Stevenson and then you called Fisher Stevens Parker Stevenson. I mean, you know, that's us. <sighs> Sandstorms can last anywhere from a few moments <laughs> to an entire day. <laughs> as long as... <laughs> you okay? Just immediately <laughs> just go right back into it. <laughs> Well, because we have a guest coming, she and I'm is trying to on get the clock here. She's got to get through the material. She's got four back-to-back pages. She's got to get through it. As, <laughs> as long as the wind prevails. Fisher. Who looks at their kid and names him Fisher? I guess a kid looks like that. But it's not even a name. It's not a name. Thankfully, because sand is somewhat heavy, the particles fall quickly once strong winds subside, even if there is a, still a slight breeze. The winds must be strong enough to keep the sand pieces in the air for the sandstorm to continue. What is the best way to survive a sta- sandstorm? It is normal to be nervous when encountering an, any natural weather event, and even more so when you're unfamiliar with it. Knowing the best course of action when facing a potentially dangerous situation can increase your chances of walking away unscathed. Should you run from it? Um, no, they, you should stay in place. <sighs> Let's consider some things to remember if you find yourself in a sandstorm to ensure you aren't injured or worse. Okay. Uh, sandstorms quickly reduce visibility. Considering how difficult it is to see in foggy or smoking conditions, a sandstorm yields similar visibility challenges, making it unsafe to continue driving. Mm. If you get caught up in a sandstorm while on the road, pull over and ensure no part of your vehicle occupies a travel lane. Like a like if you're in a snowstorm, similar. It's, it's very similar, yes. Yeah. If other cars come along, you do not want to be in the direct path as they likely will not see you. Mm-hmm. Additionally, as counterintuitive as it may seem, a critical step to survive a sandstorm is to turn off all vehicle lights. This is this kind of tripped me out. Others concerned, other concerned drivers trying to navigate through the low visibility may see your, vis- your vehicle's lights and assume you're moving. Oh, I would have kept my the lights way on. for them, right. Oh, that's wild. By the time they get to you, they may not realize you have stopped causing them to crash into you. Oh, that's so wild. I would have thought you would right? keep your lights on so they don't hit you. Exactly. Oh, that's so, so I would just say pull off the road if mm-hmm, you can. Mm-hmm. If you're not even on the road. But I thought that was an, that kind of blew my mind. That is so surprising. Do not go outdoors or exit your vehicle to assess the sandstorm. <laughs> What's that? 
It may How's be, it doing out there? Yeah. Oh. It may be tempting to go outside to check things out, but this can quickly put you in danger. Not only can you be pelted by small pieces of sand. Oh, that'd be so terrible. At upwards of 50 miles an hour. That would hurt. Ouch. But other objects could also be flying about in the wind. Think of how smooth your skin would be, I was be, just going to say the same thing, oh, Christine. Be... I swear to God, I was going to say it would be a great exfoliant. It really would be. You Except m- it would be so hard to get, like, if it's going in your underpants. Like, you know when you go to the beach and you oh, get sand get in your bathing yes. suit? Yes. You may not notice an object blowing toward you with low visibility until it's too late. Okay, if you must be outdoors, you need to protect your airway. Wearing a face mask over your mouth and nose will allow you to breathe safely without inhaling sand particles. Mm -hmm. Breathing in substantial amounts of sand can lead to several health problems that you could have easily avoided, dipshit. Oh, I'm so stupid. If you do not... (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys see the SNL skit? Which the sl- skit. Did I just say skit? You I did. hate myself. You oh my should. god, I'm from the Midwest. Sketch of the mom at Christmas, and she's giving out the gifts, and she's like, "It's terrible. Don't even open yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. myself." I yeah. don't know. It just yeah. felt very much like how moms are. Right. If you do not have a face mask, wrap a piece of your shirt or any other fabric around your face to breathe through. Wetting the fabric will further improve its filtering capabilities. Hmm but may make it harder to breathe through. True, true that. If you do not have any eye protection, you may need to wrap the fabric around your entire head to protect your eyes as well. But not a plastic bag. Don't put a plastic bag over That's, your... What are you, a lobster? N- right, exactly. <laughs> I think us four-eyed people have a little advantage. Oh, yeah. I, I've always wondered that, if they actually really could protect you from something Well, like I think, obviously, straight on, they could still come through the side, but it's probably better than not having glasses on. Yeah, yeah. If you know a sandstorm, sandstorm is a coming... I added the uh. I like coming. It's best to find high ground. Mm-hmm. It may seem counterintuitive, but taking shelter behind something or down in a valley can make the swirling sand worse and potentially bury you like you were talking about. Oh. However, trying to move in a sandstorm can be dangerous as well. So if you get caught unprepared, waiting it out in place is your best bet. Stay hydrated. Sandstorms occur in dry climates, which always makes you prone to dehydration. Staying hydrated helps your entire body, including your organs and skin. In order to survive a sandstorm, you need to consume more fluids than you would otherwise, similar to when outdoors on a hot day. Okay. Okay. Plus, it's good advice. Yeah. In general. Just drink. Yeah. I'm really thirsty right now because I'm all empty. Basically empty. I know. I know. If you've ever been to the beach, I have. I've been there. You know that sand gets everywhere. (laughs) Even in places you wouldn't expect. You'll often find yourself vacuuming the car for weeks and finding sand in your clothes and even the floor of your home for a long time. Sandstorms work very similarly. Even in the safety of a building, sand particles can make their way in through the air ducts and open doors and windows. Additionally, smog or other pollutants can travel far and wide due to the high winds, making for poor air quality conditions. Having an air purifier can improve the air quality in your home, reducing the effects of a sandstorm. Can people survive a sandstorm? Thankfully, most people can survive a sandstorm with the proper shelter and knowledge. Those with pre-existing risk factors such as asthma, I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, that would be worse. Or other respiratory diseases are more susceptible to having adverse effects from a sandstorm. If you have pre-existing conditions, you should take extra precautions to avoid putting yourself in danger. Keep your little pump thing. What's that called? Uh, Your aspirate. It's not called an aspirator. Your um, inhaler. Inhaler. Thank you. Okay, so here's a, are you ready for a story? Please. George Coronis is a Toronto-based storm chaser. Cool. So an idiot. Yep. <laughs> adventurer and filmmaker, so broke, <laughs> who arrived in Timbuktu in 20, 
1809, just as a gigantic sandstorm swept over the horizon. Okay, now he says, Timbuktu, most people don't even realize, is a, it's a real place. Uh-huh. All the structures are made of mud and sits right on the edge of the desert. And just as we pulled into town, this wall of sand started approaching from the north. You couldn't miss it. It looked like a spaceship or an army coming over the horizon. The wind really started picking up, and you could hear the sand hitting windows and blowing the branches around. There were camels grunting and running for shelter. Yeah, they knew what to do. Yeah, they all huddled together and put their backs to the wind. Hmm. Smart. Mm -hmm. The closer the storm got, the darker and more ominous it became until we were finally enveloped. The sun took on the most bizarre color, kind of reddish, and everything around us took on this orange hue. It didn't seem real. Visibility dropped down to near zero, which is what makes sandstorms so treacherous, especially if you are out on the road. If there was a car stopped in front of you, you wouldn't know it until you were right on top of it. Oof. We pulled into a grungy hotel on the north side of town. I took shelter on the lee side of a building so I could observe this thing ta- overtaking the entire town. I was squinting, but the sand was still getting in my eyes. And since I wear contacts, oh, no. it was ten times worse. Can you fucking imagine? Can you imagine? I struggle getting my contacts out like for yeah. five minutes yeah. every time I take them out. Now imagine they're covered with grit. Grit. Ugh. That's just Ugh. eyes. It's everywhere in your hair and clothes. You're picking sound out of every nook and cranny for about a day afterwards. It doesn't matter what you do. It gets everywhere. And it hurts tremendously. Imagine being sandblasted. It's like someone took an industrial sandblaster and held it up against your skin. It lasted a couple of hours, but the worst of it is the beginning, right at the leading edge. What happens is that you get these sandstorms way out in the desert, and you get these downdrafts that come out at very high speeds, sometimes more than 100 kilometers an hour. And it shoots up these massive plumes of dirt and dust as well, well ahead of the rain. So it can be completely dry where you are. It's a dry thunderstorm, basically. Eventually, it just fades away. It's not the kind of thing that ends suddenly. The next morning, it was beautiful and a bright, shiny, <coughs> sunshiny day. People were clearing the dirt and dust off everything, the camels and the cars. Wow. The locals, it's just business as usual. So I'm going to put a link in the newsletter because I have, I found a thing that's uh, in the Atlantic that's just photos mm-hmm. of different sandstorms all over the world. And it's just f- crazy. It's just, it's like red. You yeah. cannot see anything. It must be terrifying. I mean, it might be neat to look out from your house yeah and see it if you're from safe the, the viewpoint of safety yes but if you're in it i feel like it'd be so painful yeah. and i just i i'm one of those people that i i don't like having i love going to the beach but mm-hmm. like i don't like having sand i'm always like trying to keep it off the blanket and yeah. off of things and like i don't like having it on you my like the hands. feel of it yeah i'm i don't know that just seems so yeah awful to be stuck in Imagine how polished your skin is. After so nice. Nights. I know, though. You would just feel like a baby. It's like just, it's like yeah. doing baby foot all over your whole body. Baby foot? You've never done baby foot? Okay. <laughs> what is baby foot? I'm hoping it's taking a baby's foot, dipping it in some sort of cool lotion, mm-hmm. and stamping it all over your face. I wish it was that. Okay. Because I would do that for sure. All I right. just want a baby foot all over me. But yeah. no, these are these um, plastic mitts things foot shaped things not mitts because that would be for your hands I guess and they're filled with like a cool oh, yeah. cream and you put it on on your feet and then you close them you leave them on for an hour and then like a few days later all the skin yeah. on your feet starts to come off yeah I do that peel. I do that I've never done that brand I guess I think that's the original brand is baby, baby foot, foot. Oh, but okay. then there's all other kinds of Korean in a, in a land 
in a world, yes, I should say, of products that don't work, yeah, that foot thing is the most satisfying thing yeah. you could ever do. Yes, it really works. It does. A few days later, you start peeling away yeah, all the gross. I mean, stuff it's, chem- on- it's all chemicals. I'm sure. Like, it's not. It's like. F- I don't know. Really? The ones I see, it's like f- plant-based fruit. Maybe I'm wrong. I, c- I, I don't care if it is. Anyway. Whatever. Something in there is making your skin peel off. I, so. Well, I thought it was silicidic acid, which is like a natural thing. I, I don't know. I, You know what? I'm not going to dive too deep into it. No. But it's anyway, fun to have your skin a, peel off. It is fun. I actually My like kids it. are obsessed with it because they always want to do the peeling. They peel your feet for you? Yeah, they want to. Oh They're like, God. please do baby foot, mom. Please do baby oh, foot. It's, it's so, so satisfying. It is so satisfying peeling it. Because, you know, they're all all kids are ASMR addicts. Oh, I think Oliver would throw up if he saw my feet peeling. Yeah, well, he's a little older, so I don't <laughs> That's know. He true. missed the ASMR train. And maybe when my kids are 16, they aren't going to want to still peel my feet. God, hope I hope not. If so, then we have a problem. You have a, a Greek tragedy. Um, That was a great story all right well now that we've done a lot of talk yeah we'll take a break we will we'll be back right after this sure okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Chris, how was your break? Stunning. Was it stunning? <laughs> was it? St- Did you look at yourself in the mirror and say, I, I just, am stunning? I went to the mirror and I was like, nice. Good job. <laughs> Good job, you. As I usually do. Good job, uh, you. Good job, you. Just killing it. No, I just uh, sat here. Oh, you know what I did? I posted our bonus episode. Oh, good. Okay. So it's up. Our Christmas bonus episode. Nope. That's not up yet. What? Uh, that will be up in after we are done with this taping. You know what? When people are listening to this, it is up. I'm so confused. We have two bonus episodes for December? No, I'm sorry. Extended episode. Oh, I just posted okay. our extended episode. We'll talk after the show because I don't know what's going Gar- on. Garen. <laughs> Everything is fine. I'm drunk. Oh, you mean for the subscribers. You posted the Patreon episode. Yes. That's what okay. I did during the break. Guys, I'm always working on the show. Oh, okay. I know you are. Okay. Never never not working. That's yes. my podcast. All right. Um, well, I was very confused for a while, but now I understand what's happening. Okay. Um, well, we are very excited to have our guest on today. On the first half of the show, we talked about how to survive a brutal sandstorm. And now we're going to talk about how to survive a brutal firing with Ooh. Stephanie Wilder-Taylor. Welcome, how Stephanie. are you? Thank you. It's not the kind of fire, like, it's not like an actual No, a fire and getting fire. fired. Yeah, yeah, getting oh, fired. No, we you were it. set on fire. <clears throat> no. No, I wasn't set on fire, which I want to be really clear that that yes. didn't happen. Okay, good. So glad. Because what happened letters. to me is less survivable. 
I, I, I'm sure it is. But before we get into that, I want to say that you have written a book called Drunkish, A Memory of Loving and Leaving Alcohol. A memoir. Of lo- Not yeah. a memory, a memoir. <laughs> Which is a memories. Memoir. Yes. Memoir. Crafted. Yeah. It's crafted and memories. It comes out exactly. January 16th? January 16th. Anyway, the book is funny. Yes. It is, uh, is it available for pre-order? It is available for pre-order and... Yes. On Amazon or where? Wherever, yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, guess what we'll do? We'll put it on our book list. Ooh, yeah. thank you. Oh, yes, we have a book list. So I was saying that a lot of memoirs about alcoholism right. are very earnest and, you know. Sad. Sad. Mm-hmm. And right. like, oh, God, that person's fucked up, you know? Yeah. This is has that but it's also like I tried to be funny about it like you know my first book which was called Sippy Cups Are Not for Chardonnay yes. which was like a comedic take on the horrors of early parenting Yes. so this is like yeah. a f- com- more comedic take on how hard right. leading up to and early sobriety yeah. can I tell you a s- little funny story before we Please, get into your yes. story that has to do with Sippy Cups Are Not for Chardonnay Sure. so I wrote a book Ooh. and I knew about your book and I actually reached out to your agent because of Sippy Cups or not for Chardonnay. Yeah. And I was like, because you, you know, uh, rep this book, I mm-hmm. think you might like my book. And I queried her and she before I had any business querying anyone. P.S. But I didn't know what I was doing. This was, was it which was it Andy? It was a woman in New York. Yeah. OK. So I'm sorry. I don't remember her name. This the agent. Was, Andy Barsby. Yes. Would have been. Yeah. So I reached out to her and she said, great. I'm interested send me your book proposal and then I had to go Google what is a book proposal because oh, no. I didn't so know cute. what one was and then I was like sure get, I'll get you one next week because I didn't know what a book proposal was I had a book but no proposal and then it took me like is the, months to do a book proposal because it's a lot of work is a right. book proposal like a book report on your own book yeah but it's it's really a lot of stuff yeah it, it, it took yeah and it took me like it took me a few months because And it also made me realize that all the problems I had with my book, because it can do that. Mm -hmm. Like, and so then, then like months later, I sent her, I was like, here's my book proposal. Crickets. Oh, (laughs) Andy. I know, because I was like, it was so much later than than I think she was just like. She probably had no idea who you were. You have no, like, you don't know what you're doing. Right. Because I was like, see you next week. And then like months later, I was like, so sorry. (laughs) But like, I just. Needed to do some more work on my book, I realized, and then never oh. heard from her again. But, but now anyways, it's out. No. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not a happy ending. No. You, you've come to the wrong place if you yeah. expected happy oh. endings. No, no, no. We're all just, um, just depression. Anyway, and- I just, when you said that, I realized, I was like, oh, I have a connection to that agent who then. So funny. And then I've gone through multiple agents who have had fun uh, ways to ghost me different ways. Oh. Anyway, that's not what but we're here I've for. had a lot of, well, that that's another whole show because I've had a lot of bad experiences with agents and with like, even after selling books, like yeah, I've yeah. had agents go like, yeah, this proposal is just not, it's, the, the feedback is bad. Like, Ugh. it's just not, I'm not going to be able to sell this. Like, people are saying it's not funny like Sippy Cups was. And I'm like, Ugh. yes, it is. You have to compete with your own, with yourself. With yourself yeah. and, and just agents that are bitchy and kind of revel in being a little bit mean. Yes, don't they? Uh. Some of them do. Okay, well, before we get okay. to your story, I want to know, 
because you mentioned it. What's the name of your podcast, please? Tell oh, everyone about that. Oh, for crying out loud, right? Is one of them. That's my main podcast that I've been doing forever since my is twins, that, who are sixteen, were yes. two. Oh my god! Is that yeah. the one with Greg Fitzsimmons? No. No, it's with Lynette Carolla. Oh, that's the one with Lynette Carolla. Okay, yeah. great. All right. Yes. For crying out loud. For crying out loud. And then I do two more. Whoa. One's called Board AF with Cecily Nobler. Oh, you might yes, know. Yeah. of course. Yeah, we've been doing that one for a few years. That was like born from COVID, uh-huh. which is just like funny takes on like movies and TV shows. And then I've been doing another one for several years called Rose Pricks, where we talk about all things Bachelor related. I love it. How do you okay. even get any writing done with all these podcasts? Well, I don't really do any writing. I just teach. <laughs> it's too hard. And you teach. But you right. did write a book, so. I did. I've written, yeah, this is my sixth book. So, wow. So, yeah. Holy moly. I know. All right, but it wasn't all. I hate writing. <laughs> once, so hard. I once had a writing teacher who said, "You, I don't love writing. I love to have written. Have yes. written. And I was yes. like, that really sums it up. That's yeah. kind of the best thing I've ever heard. All right, but it wasn't all um, always wine and roses. You had some tough times in your career. I did. So I did. this is me getting you into your story. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, I should preface this by saying, like, I never went to college. Mm-hmm. So um, I waited tables for, like, a crazy amount of years. And I really hated waiting tables, but it's all I knew how to do, and it was, like, quick money. Right. So pers- leading up to this story, I want to tell you that, like, towards the very end of my waiting tables career, I got fired three times within six weeks. Of, for waiting was tables. God's way of saying, like, you're, you're not done. good at anything. Right. Like, <laughs> even waiting tables, right. you know? Uh, and also God's way of saying you have an attitude problem <laughs> to be addressed Okay, if you want to work in the world. Okay, But I got li- literally got let go from one place that ha- was long time coming. So I was like, oh, shoot. I was living in Santa Monica. So I like walked up the street to another place mm-hmm. and I got hired at this place called – I don't even remember. It's not there anymore. Um, and lasted there for – like maybe three weeks and got fired from that job. And then the last job was a cocktail waitressing job that I got fired on the first night. I, because I got into an argument with like a drunk woman sticking up for the bus boy. This woman was being rude Uh to a bus boy. Yeah. And I was brand new. It was an Irish pub. And I, I said to the woman, I cut her off basically and told uh-huh. her I was going to kick her out. If she, you know, I mean, she called the busboy like a slur oh, and she was horrible no. and drunk. But apparently the owners of the place were like, had a lot of regulars mm-hmm. that like. That happened to be racist drunks. Yes. And so they, they called me in. They heard about the situation. They brought me back into the room same night. And they're like, we don't want any trouble. You know? <laughs> so it's not going to work out last. And I was like, <laughs> I cried because I was like, mm. they didn't know. But I was like, oh, no, this is number three. Oh. So then but then that like forced me into uh, hustling and getting myself my first like TV writing job. Okay. And once I had a television writing job, I was like, Oh my God, I have arrived. I had a full on working girl moment. I I was I I worked really hard to get this job. I kind of yeah. lied a little bit. Uh-huh. Like I exaggerated what I'd done. I had to write a sample. I get in there and they they told me I was gonna make eight hundred and fifty dollars a week. Whoa. And it was like more money than I'd ever seen. Right. Yeah. Like ever. Dub more than double what I'd best week like waiting tables. Uh-huh. This was a long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
So, um, you know, they bring me into the my office and I'm like, oh, a computer? Whoa. Like, yeah. yeah. I'd never had my own computer. Anyway, it was like glorious. And I vowed, like, I will never, <laughs> like, I will always be appreciative. And right. I, mm-hmm. I love this work. And I'm so happy to be here. And like, this is amazing. And all my dreams have come true. Like, don't fuck this up. Okay. And I didn't. And in fact, the that boss was like a terrible, terrible guy and was really mean to me at one point and I um, had a therapist at the time who was like I can't believe you didn't tell him to fuck off and I was like I am not losing this job yeah, no, like yeah. you don't understand what if I don't get another right. job so I kept my mouth shut I was mm-hmm. like pretty good so what was the job that what was job sh- was called the big date but I did not get fired from that job. oh okay so right. then I had like another I had another job and um, you know there are all these TV writing jobs. None of this was not sitcoms, you guys. This was like oh, we we know very familiar game oh, shows. We have parallel yeah. yes this resumes. All, right, of course. All yeah. my yeah. all my writing jobs. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I felt yeah. very excited and happy to be there, but also realized this is not the tier. No, I wanted to stay at no, but I've it ne- was the tier I was staying at. <laughs> I've never had a. I've never written on a show. That I had that I didn't have to explain to someone what it was. Right. I've yes. never had recognition Same. come to the eyes when I tell someone what show I'm on. The only one ever that I've had is whose line is it anyway, which mm-hmm. is really really kills with old people. Like they, oh, sure. uh, they're just like, oh, I love that show, but then nobody understands what you How, wrote right, on it because they're like, to be isn't improv. that improv? Right. And I'm like. Yes, but like they need this funny situation, and then you see their eyes like start to glaze over. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. like, oh. I don't right. know what that means. Yeah. And, I'm like, and the host, you know, we had to write him funny lines and they don't remember that. They're just like, oh, that Wayne Brady is really, he, <sighs> does he really make up those songs? And I go, yeah. Right. And the, yeah. yeah. So I know. anyway, so this was exactly that. I had, I was, I hit a dry spell. I was out of work for a little while and I was like, I really, really need a gig, you know? And I heard about this show that was hiring that was the Three Stooges and I hate the three stooges. Like, <laughs> not funny to me at all. Never did think it was funny. Watched it a lot, like, as a little kid. Yeah. But never was amused by it. Always, like, if the TV was on and it was, I feel like, right. you know, I was raised in L.A. It was like the local station played three stooges yes. at, like, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. And I, if, if I was desperate, I watched it. But I never thought Same. it was funny. But I lied my ass off right. to get this job. And they were yeah. like, it's very important that, you know, you love the Three Stooges because this is yeah. what the job was, was they were showing these old Three Stooges movies, like mm-hmm. these full length okay. movies. And we had to write interstitials. So f- that means like little funny bits that would come on in between the movies. Okay. So you had to repurpose Three Stooges movies so, like, let's just say you had to come up with a funny bit, like um, like exercising with Mo, you know, okay, and then you'd find it. a place in the movie that had, like, something that looked like gotcha. they were jumping or something. And then you'd have to write voiceover on top of it to go, I like, see. join Mo's exercise class. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, can do. Yeah. You yes. know? Yeah. This was pre-Google. Right. So, and nothing was online. Right. So the job entailed sitting and watching full-length movies <laughs> and coming up with ideas yeah. like you're an SNL writer right. for the Three Stooges, right? right? Like, what are some funny, like, fake commercials? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not bad at this kind of work, but I'm also, like, very ADD, and, like, I need some kind of stimulation. So the way this office was was so depressing, right? Oh. It was just like... And they didn't, for these people, 
this company, their background, it was this woman who owned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Kathleen. And she was mostly doing other kinds of TV, like um, reality, okay, some reality TV. So she wasn't like a comedy person per se. And then her husband was like the head writer, like our supervising producer. Okay. Also, that not, sounds like not, a... not really humorous person, you know, but they wanted but you to hire these love comedy the writers. Stooges. Uh, must right. love Three Stooges. Right. That's the, that should be the title of this episode. Yes, Must, must love, love Three Stooges. Stooges. <laughs> so, so now, like, I get the jo- I get the gig by lying and saying how much, oh, love the Three Stooges. Yeah. So funny. Oh, this is this writing is right up my alley. Right. I get there. But then apparently I'm a troublemaker from the beginning because I'm like, <laughs> could we get like some magazines? Now I'm thinking the things that like make my brain work are like oh, Cosmo I see or gl- stuff with fun headlines that I could yeah. be like, oh, what would be funny? Like, that you can riff on. Because a lot of them could be like that I could riff on or yeah. be like, oh, 10 ways yes. like dating advice right. from the yeah. Three Stooges. Like yes. stuff to get my mind working. Otherwise, you're literally sitting there. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, let me think of a thought out of my head. Because the internet, like there's no yes. sort of buzz feed. You can't use things from the internet to Nothing. inspire you. So you need, yeah. That right. Totally yeah. makes sense because I will be writing sometimes and just I think I'm taking a break because I'm, you know, uh, procrastinating. But then I'll go to some website and something will give me an idea. Yeah. So 100 percent. I know and what you're saying. I mean, when we worked at either and the magazines were everywhere because it's yeah. pop culture and they want right. you to be immersed in pop culture. So right. there'd be like Us Weekly and people and all the rags were everywhere because exactly. it was ways to come right. up with more yeah. ideas for their shows. Yeah. I used to write, like years later, I wrote for Hollywood Squares. I was like a joke writer. Mm-hmm. And I got to take home all the, the we, there were question writers. I would mm-hmm. take home all the questions and I would lay on my couch and watch TV and like let stuff hit right. me. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Not like literal jokes, but like, right. oh, it would make me a, think of references. Area. There was no references. You couldn't, you had to yeah. literally sit there. And I was so bored. But some of these other people, they weren't even comedy writers. Nobody was complaining. So okay. you know that situation where you're like, am I crazy or does this suck so bad? Yes. Right. And there were no good snacks. Like there yeah. was nothing about this gig. Like you have like, to have give writers snacks or red yes. vines yes. or like what you know because because you'd want to like get up from your desk and go like wander into the kitchen yeah. area yeah. and there'd be nothing there. No, and so, unacceptable. So I started to like complain, but not like oh this sucks. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. but I was like, hey, can we get some magazines? And the uh, head writer guy or whatever he was was like, why? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't understand. And I said, well, because like the way my brain works, like you have to explain everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think so. Like we can't really afford that. Like you can't, you can't afford, afford that. a also, few magazines. Ridiculous. No. And this was the least money. At this point, I'd gone backwards yeah. in oh, pay uh-huh. because I was desperate. So I sure. think I was making like $700 a week. Like, wow. So my first job was like $850. Uh-huh. And, and then I'd gotten a raise. Like I left there at like 1200 And now I'm like, Uh-oh. I'm desperate for a job right. I hadn't worked in like yeah. months. Okay. So I'm, so I'm like, oh my God, I have to watch these movies all the way through. And I was dying of boredom. Right. And it was starting to just like, <laughs> I have for sure already resting bitch face. But worse than that <laughs> is like the thing where I cannot hide how I'm feeling about something. Right. It's hard. It's like I can't like the smile doesn't come naturally right, to right. my face if I'm unhappy. And then, uh, you know, it's like I just look like I have an attitude problem, even when I'm trying so hard not to. And right. I'm like, hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> you know, but like I start to bitch about 
the gig to uh-huh. other people. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, like, don't we need snacks? Like, we should all get together and, like, just tell them, like, we need some beef jerky, you know? Yeah. yeah. So they eventually do make, like, a Costco run and bring in some beef jerky. And now they're thinking <laughs> I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Like, right. we have snacks Shut now for up. you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but I still really need magazines. And they don't understand. They just keep going, why? Mm-hmm. Why? And I'm like... It's just too hard to explain, but, like, this is what I need. I don't have anything to look at or think about. And they're like, watch the movies and you'll think of ideas. Like, you do your job. Like, sit and watch these. So I try Mm -hmm. for a little while. And and, and I'm like, you know who was my um, BFF at that time? Still to this day. Bonnie McFarlane. I don't know if you know her. Oh, yeah, of course. We know Bonnie. Okay, so Bonnie is like we're we're I think we were working on a script together at the uh-huh. time and it was like I would call her like on breaks uh-huh. or I would call her from the phone like at lunchtime mm-hmm. like and I would just be like oh my god like I'm going crazy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so this one day it's lunchtime there's like nobody around and I call Bonnie and I was just like I fucking hate it here so much like this is the worst job I've ever had like this sucks so bad I cannot believe they won't get me magazines like what kind of a place like this is insane and then I hang up the Ugh. phone and like literally right behind me was that head writer guy the, the husband of the owner of the company and he's lit like there's just no way he does didn't hear right. me right he's yeah. sitting he his de- I hadn't heard him come in, oh. and his desk was right like behind me, right to the side. And I sit down and I like turn my chair, and he's sitting right there. And I was like, "Oh, hey, Bill." Oh <laughs> my right? god! Right, and he's like, "Hi." And oh. then, and it's clear he's heard every word you said. Every word. So this oh. is like a Friday, and I'm like, but he doesn't say anything, uh-huh. and it's lunchtime, so I still have the rest. Of, um, I'm there the rest of the day. He's totally normal and okay. fine, and I'm like. Maybe he didn't hear me, you know? (laughs) Also, I start having that thing in my head, maybe some kind of like survival Mm -hmm. thing um, where I'm like, you know what? It's very possible that like he heard me, but like, hey, letting off steam, like he gets it. Like he sees, he sees what kind of gig this is. Like, you know, he knows I'm I'm a creative person. I'm an artist, you know, to (laughs) metal. Like he's probably just like, you know what? She's producing, she's coming up with content. Like it doesn't matter. Like, you know, let the artists art, you know? Right. So I start to convince myself that like. (laughs) It's all fine. It's all fine. So now you have a lot, you have a lot to think about now as you're watching the movie. You're you're having the conversation replay in your head. It's so uncomfortable. Like the rest of that afternoon is kind of uncomfortable. But then, but then he leaves. He was always like in and out of the office Mm because like he's married, you know, he doesn't have to be there. Okay. So I'm working, I think I'm like mid script or whatever. I go home, have the weekend and I come back in on Monday and like everything's normal. And then like, like right before lunch, uh, I get called, like I get a call to my desk and they're like, Hey, could you pop across the street? Now there's it's like we're in like a warehouse, so everything's open. I don't have an office or anything, oh, obviously, okay. $700 right. a week. I don't have my own office. Right. Um, it's like kind of cubicles. With They're like, can you come across the street to the conference room? Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. Now you have to understand, it's been the rest of the day Friday and now all morning and nothing's like, and I've convinced myself that we're good. <laughs> everything's uh-huh. good. So I'm not really sure. I'm like, okay, I guess we're all going. To a meeting. I'm assuming oh. that there, there's like a company-wide meeting. Yeah. Okay. And I just don't say anything because there's only, I only work with a couple of other writers and mm. we don't sit next to each other. So it's like 
I'm like, they're like, come across the street, like at lunch. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So I go across, I go across the street, I walk across the street and I go into the conference room and there's no other writers there. Ugh. And it is like eight people sitting around this like table and it's the HR person. Oh my God. It's a lawyer. <gasps> oh my God. It's the owner of the company and it's the head writer and it's like two other people. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, have a seat. Oh God. And I, I'm like, okay. And now I'm like, shitting myself like now right. i'm like what is happening and i i assume that i ass- i'm assuming you know about that the they heard You're yeah right. i'm assuming that but i'm also kind of like are they really like really they're really that mad over you know so they're like have a seat so i sit down and they're like okay so um we're letting you go <gasps> um effective immediately and i was like oh Oh. Really? And then, of course, I'm trying so hard oh not God. to cry. But, like, I hate t- when I don't want to cry. But, like, oh, I, I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to show cry weakness. all the time. Every time I cry. I did not want to show any yeah. weakness. But, the te- like, I'm starting to cry. And I was like, may I ask why? <laughs> <laughs> was it anything to do with me telling <laughs> my friend how terrible the job was on the job premises? <laughs> so they're like, yeah, um... We obviously know that you're un- very unhappy here, but um, you're poisoning the well. Like, right. And okay. they're like, yes, so Bill heard you on the phone. Ugh. But also, it's not just that. It's like been your attitude and you're mm-hmm. like, tr- you're like, you're poisoning the well, basically, mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. what they told me. And I was like, um, you know, my brain is just going like, yeah. I cannot get fired. Like, right. I need this money. But I'm also like, I really do hate it here. Like, yeah. And I'm thinking all the thoughts, like maybe they're doing me a favor, but also I'm so humiliated. And yes. it's the only, it was the first show business job. I was like, I promised myself I wasn't ever right. going to get fired from yeah. like show business. Like, what yeah. if I never, all the things are going on in oh, my yes. head. So I start begging a little bit. I'm just like, oh. so hey, listen, <laughs> I. <laughs> idea i know i was like i was just in kind of a bad mood that day but like i'm really am grateful for for like this job and like what at least let me finish like the script i'm working on and they're like nope oh no no you're done and the um other right your stuff has been boxed up oh my god and the other writers were taken out for lunch oh my god oh, it was a big deal wow and they, so they escorted me it, I'm not. It wasn't security, but it was like a, a person from the company walked me back across the street to get all my oh personal. Oh my god! It's so intense. They're like, uh, we have a, a car outside yeah. waiting to take you to the sheriff. <laughs> it was so crazy. Intense. Yeah. So I <sighs> get my stuff, and I just remember like going to my car and then just like crying oh and going home and just being like, oh my god, what just happened? That's unbelievable. Oh, but first of all, those writers, those other writers, not only do they have you to thank for the snacks, they also have you to thank for the free fucking lunch. <laughs> because I, but I have been in that situation where I'm the squeaky wheel, yes. and no one else will say a fucking thing, mm-hmm. but then everyone benefits from me saying something. Right. So I right. totally know in work situations, but also like. In high school and stuff, I remember that feeling. Like that is so. Like oh, everyone's gonna be fucking quiet, huh? Okay, well, drink your snapples. <laughs> you know, just like you're welcome. <laughs> you know? I totally snapples. get it. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So, but I. Why do they need 
all those people in the room with you. That seems way over the like. I mean, obviously they were big mad. And they overheard conversation. And this was all being like, I think obviously it went into this became in progress like that minute. I'm sure that Bill went across the street and told his stupid wife immediately, like told on me. And they were just like, let's get this going. And then it took them until they had to gather. (sighs) What bugs me, though, is also like, why not? If if that's how you feel, fire me on Friday. Like fire me yeah. when it happened. Right at the end of the day, bring me. Well, get they, had to get their, they had to get their ducks in a row. I know, but like firing somebody on a Monday is mean because like it's awful. But then I, I have to take the rest of the week to like get over it oh. before I can go start trying to get another job. So how long do you remember how long it was until you got another job? I mean, it was pro- uh, probably a few months. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then I just had that feeling of just Ugh. having been fired and like so... not not being able to say where I most recently worked. And it's such right. a terrible feeling. Little addendum to the story, though. Many years later, so this company does a lot of the Real Housewives okay. shows now. Really, mm-hmm. it's so surprising because they seem so not adept at show business. It, it seems like a company who like formerly did yeah. like construction, and, and they were like, just got into- "Oh, we fell into this weirdly. We fell into this gig doing uh, the Three, Three Stooges, Stooges yeah. but we don't really know writers or how to handle show business, and so we don't know what they need. Like, it definitely felt like you stumbled into a situation with people who didn't." understand I have learned room. that almost anybody can have a production company. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> you just need right. some infrastructure. You need some like Xerox machines like at the time and <laughs> yeah. then you just go, we're a production company. Because when I had a TV show, yes. when I had parental discretion, I remember they were shopping for a production company and some of the places they sent us were like, had no experience. Really? Was, yes, it was just they're willing to do it really cheap yeah. is right. what happens. So you get some people that get together and go, we're going to be a TV production company and then they start marketing. They just undercut everybody, but they don't know what they're doing. Right. right. So it's just form an LLC. They just have a desk. Yes, <laughs> right? they do. I mean, and they don't really know what they're doing, but they undercut everybody. And that's right. why they were probably paying me so, such little money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, right. But, um, but years later, yeah. these I went to a dinner party mm-hmm. at a woman's house and this couple <gasps> was at the dinner party. No. But it had been many years. It had been at least like... At least 10 years okay. since that happened. So I just brazenly was like, hey, you know, I worked for you guys. And I kind of reminded them, neither of them, either either they were faking it or neither of them, like, honestly remembered me. Are you they, kidding? They probably fired so many people. They must have because they like, really no, didn't no, no. remember. And I told I'm them. the one who shit yes. all over the job. I reminded <laughs> them of the situation because I didn't yeah. care because life had moved yeah, on. I think right, I had yeah. gone on like I was, like, writing books and had a uh, kid. And, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It yeah, was yeah, uh, yeah. long enough yeah. later. You could that, be funny about it. Yeah, it must have even been longer ago. Let's say it had been, like, 13 years yeah. before. But the point was, yeah, I was like, my life had totally changed. I sure. didn't care. I kind of thought it was funny at that point. Right. Yeah. They had no, I really believe they had no recollection of it. That's amazing. So it was a much bigger It was a blip humility. for them. It was a blip for they them. They probably it did a, it so many times. They yeah. probably yeah. did. They fired so many people. Especially moving into like doing Real Housewives. I think those people go through producers probably. and editors and like a lot. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I'm yeah. more upset that they became that successful. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like that they just were doing a Three Stooges interstitial thing and now they're running yeah. like this yeah, right? conglomerate of you know yes massive success yes yes have you ever been fired i managed this yoga studio and i was out like teaching yoga 
and like chain smoking like a freak when <laughs> like, I wasn't teaching like a yoga. proper yoga yeah, teacher. That's what you do. <laughs> so LA. So I worked at this yoga studio right down the street from King's. It was a King's Cafe. King, yeah. Yeah. On on yeah on Ki- yeah in on uh, Beverly. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It's a good cafe. Yeah. It's their coffee will make like literally you explode. Oh okay. <laughs> so you can have a thimble of it right. now. Yeah. So it was run by this husband and wife. And the wife was really beautiful. And the husband was older, but like handsome and fucking weird. <laughs> so he hired me as his office manager because I'd managed, well, or the studio manager because I'd managed a couple yoga studios in LA. And he like had a list of things for him he wanted me to do. And one of them was like get a sign on the front of the studio because they didn't have a like signage. So I'd contacted all these companies, and I'd find the sign, and he'd be like, that's not right. This isn't right. This isn't what I want. And then he'd come in and kind of talk to me while I was sitting at the desk. And he'd like ask me what my relationship was like with my dad. Oh, no. Stuff oh, like, no. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Right? HR. Was he, was he a cult? Was he in a cult? I, maybe. He seemed like weird questions he'd ask. And then I would do I do the stuff on his list. But he would never give it was like he just wanted the sign to be there, but he would never. I wasn't I was like, I'm not just going to have a fucking sign installed without you giving me the OK. And then one day he just came in and was like, you're not really doing the things I wanted you to do. And uh, this is your last day. I.e. suck your dick. I don't know. It was right. Wasn't it weird that he would always want to know about stuff with my dad? Yeah, He wanted to know that you had a bad relationship with your dad so that you wanted a father figure so that you would fuck him. Maybe he was real weird energy. And like so that I got fired from that job. And I also felt relieved. I probably cried. Yeah. Mostly, though, because I was like, how am I going to fucking pay my rent? Right. I need yeah. like 16 jobs. <laughs> oh my God. Just the 16 jobs so I can barely, you know, pay the half on my apartment with my roommate. Right. Well, hiring is harsh. I had this oh, one so job. Uh, I worked, do you remember the show Blind Date? Yeah. Of yeah. Course. So I had it, I worked for that show and in the very beginning, mm-hmm. a million people, like everybody I think in LA has worked on that show, but I was one of the first people hired and it, they for a dating show they had all the they had like eleven writers and it was the only women were me and one other woman named Monique okay who was really who was really funny yeah and smart and she and I uh, but so you had to watch tape you had to watch like footage of an entire date and then you had to edit it down to a little thumbnail of like what the story is going to be right and then you had to. Right. And you had to do it fast. It was like a very fast turnaround. So you had to you had like, I think, four days mm-hmm. to watch the entire date, take notes like you've got to you create out, a story and then create a storyline. Yeah. Like, so is the date going to work out? Is it not going to work out? Do, you know, because sometimes it's really nebulous. Like these people are not there's just not clear cut at all. They're, right. They yeah. just go on a date and like they don't really seem to feel either way about each other. Anyway, the guy that was our boss the, it was another one of those situations where the company is just like has never done anything funny. <laughs> right. They got they fell into this gig. And the guy that was the supervising producer came from hard copy. Oh, God. Oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah. So he was like a hilarious kind of like tabloid <laughs> news guy. You right. know, so and I had full on comedy. I, I had this was not my first job at this point. I worked on many jobs. Uh, so but there's literally weren't enough desks for everybody so oh my god people that were the favorites that week or if you had a if you were working on a script at the time you got a desk and if you didn't it was like musical chairs too what what did you do oh you'd be like 
the guy, I'm not going to say the guy's name because he'll probably find, let's call him, let's call him Jimmy. So Jimmy would just be, you'd go like, Jimmy, I don't have like a desk or whatever. And you'd be like, well, don't know what to tell you. Sit on the floor. So you, so then you, amazing. Oh and this was be way before you could work from home. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, you couldn't go, I, yeah, I'd you wouldn't be, be like, well, can that. I just go home yeah. and like come back when the summons so it's done with their yeah. script? And he'd be like, absolutely not. Anyway, this guy was Oh, I think I know this. Was he did a lot of game shows? No. Oh, okay. This guy. No, no, no. Hard copy. He came from. Oh, that's right. That's right. He came from tabloid news. He'd never really done anything else. He was kind of like. That's how the news works on blind date. Sit on the floor. We got to get this out. (laughs) So this, I have this one date and uh, I, I watch the whole date and I've got this girl who kind of talks like a baby. She's, she's super Uh annoying. So she was molested. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. And the guy is annoyed. You can Uh tell he's Mm -hmm. annoyed and he's. I, you know, his, I remember their names actually. Okay, so the guy's name was Michael on the date and the girl's name was Alana. And she's like, at one point she, she says to him, um, she calls him daddy <gasps> at one point. Oh, no. I'm on a not blind kidding. date? Yeah, and she's like, can you fix, fix my collar? To like, yeah, she, it's so clearly like she's like a baby. Uh. So um, I write on the thing. I basically make this out to be not a good date because uh-huh. he's not into it, yeah. you know. Right. Although I think they make out at the very end, which I had edited out. Uh-huh. But anyway, I, <laughs> one of my jokes was Michael wants a relationship. Alana wants a pony. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the joke I made. Uh-huh. So I get called into the office, into Jimmy's office, and w- to, go, to go through the script. Uh-huh. And he'd go through your scripts with you. Not a comedy guy at all. Right. Very, very, like, doesn't get anything. And he, he sits down, he, he's like, I'm looking at your script. And he, he says, so, uh, what? I don't know, what this. what is this? Uh, she wants a pony. And he says, is this in the, is this, was this in her application? Oh, like, my God. Like, under facts about them. And I oh said, my God. no. Oh, my God. No. I said, it's a, it's a joke. Like, it's a joke. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't, why is that a joke? It, and he's like, we're not in the business of making things up about these contestants and I said oh my god well I'm not making something up and he's like is it or isn't it in her application (laughs) (laughs) and I said funny because I used to watch blind date I I never wrote on it I wanted to actually and it was really funny and yeah. that that was the whole point of the show was yes. to make fun of the contestants. That's what we were supposed to be yeah. doing. Yes. Yeah, but this particular joke. Well, first of all, he didn't really like me because I was squeaky wheel. Right. I did not get fired from this job because I quit before I could get fired. But I think I would have gotten fired. Right. But I, I sat there and I was like, I hate this guy so much. He was like the mm. worst. Right. He, like I said, he had no sense of humor. And you had to just kind of work around him to get yeah. jokes in. This was also very early on in the process. I'm pretty sure he left shortly after but so i said the thing is that is it's a well-known it's like a trope it's like little girls girls want want a pony pony. and he's like i've never heard of that before and he goes trust me on this if i haven't heard of it it is not a thing and i said him so much i said well it is a thing it is very much a thing and he's like I'm not going to argue with you, but it's it's not a thing. I've had that like, conversation. Rewrite. So I said, okay. So I, I go off. Well, the script had already gone to like the owners of the company. Mm-hmm. 
like everybody, you distributed when you wrote a script, even though it was a first draft, you just sent it out. Okay. So then we have this meeting and the bosses bring up that joke as an example of what everybody should be doing. And love it was it. in love front it, of love him. Love it, love it, love it. So they're like, now this is the joke. This is the show. This is the voice of the show. Like this is what everybody needs oh, to be doing. And I went, I like was just sitting there and I tried so hard not to yeah, like, give it not to make eye grid. contact because yeah. I didn't want to, but like at, after yeah. that, he hated of me. Course. Fully had it out for me. But my agent got me another job and then I That's got to amazing. I got to go in and quit. Like cause it was it was a terrible job at the beginning. I think some people liked it later. Yeah. But then right after me, after I left, like a week later they fired Monique and on that like oh. it was and she was really great and really funny and they told her like you don't you're not getting the voice of the show. And she was like, I'm it was we had all male bosses. We were the only two women on the entire staff, basically. Good luck. On a dating show, relationships. Like, what the hell do these guys know about relationships? Like, and yeah, so um, that was a close call, getting fired. But uh, well, that. I I feel like fired. I feel like like we have a whole podcast literally about just talking about our experiences. Dealing with executives on yes, TV shows, yes, and that experience of also being female and yeah. writing for a lot of shows that are run by men, and just the experience yeah. of like what is funny and, yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot here to yep. talk about. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately, so we do have to get going. Yeah. But Stephanie, thank you so much. That Three Stooges story was thank amazing. You. Thank I you. love it. And uh, thank you so much. And we're going to get your book yes. coming out January I can't 16th. Wait to read it. We can pre-order it. Drunkish. Drunkish. Mm-hmm. And we will be right back with what did we learn today? All right, Danielle. Yes. I'm going to open up my phone. Right. To get to the magic. Okay. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? I indeed am. Virginia Slims, the choice cigarette for moms who claim they don't smoke since 1968. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's really funny, Karen. 1.8 meters equals 510 Garen's height. Oh, okay. Perfect. 10 kilometers, just over six miles. Mm, that's so, far. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably still too low for a plane. Is it? No, the 10 kilometers was, was that how far it went or how high it got? I think it was, no, that was how far it went. Yeah. Okay. It's so, not how high. It's not how high. No. Okay. 1996 is the English patient. At the close of World War II, a young nurse tends to a badly burned plane crash victim. His past is shown in flashbacks, revealing an involvement in a fateful love affair. Oh. The film won nine Oscars, including Best Picture, Director, and Supporting Actress for Juliette Binoche. Okay. He says, it's a very plum plum. That's a line I remember from that film. Oh, it's good to watch. If caught in a sandstorm, stay in your car. No lights. So other cars don't mistake you for moving. Right. Timbuktu, city in the Western African country of Mali. That's what I wanted to know. I was like, where is Timbuktu? Oh, I didn't say that. But I forgot to ask. Thank you. Historically important as a trading post on the Trans-Saharan caravan route and as a center of Islamic culture from 1400 to 1600 is located on the southern edge of the Sahara do you think it's Sahara or Sahara? Um, here we go. There we go again. <laughs> Sahara. About eight miles, 13 kilometers north of the Niger River. Babyfoot contains 16 kinds of natural extracts, which have a high moisturizing power and astringency. Thus, the soles become smooth after peeling. Babyfoot not only peels the dead skin cells from your feet, it also maintains the grain of the skin and adds <laughs> moisture to the skin. All right. So, so maybe not chemicals. Maybe not. Doesn't sound like it. 
Well, um, we've had fun today. We had a lot Speaking of, of fun. fun. Look at us yeah. having fun. Christmas hangover. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, until next time, remain, remain calm. calm.